another British summer ends, not with a whimper, but with an almighty bang. This is Fiorella de Maria bringing you the early show all the way from a dark and wet England. Should I say anything on the programme that strikes a chord, interests you, or, heaven help me, causes you to choke on your cornflakes, please let me know. As always, our call-in telephone number is 844-527-8723. That's 844-527-8723. And the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. And I have a special bonus today for you here in my studio. Sarah Taylor is back with me, having braved a visit to my crazy family over the weekend. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Fiorella. Well, I fit right in with your family. <laughs> it's been a lovely weekend. Great to be with you. It's just lovely having you here. There you are. You know, just <laughs> um, just sitting here right next to me rather than, you know, at the end of Skype, which is also nice, of course. Yes. So, and I cannot believe it. Last night, I tell you something, we had the most spectacular thunderstorm yeah, it, we did. <laughs> and you slept through it. And I fell asleep in the middle of it. That is how well I sleep. <laughs> I just, I cannot believe you could do that. I mean, literally, I felt like I was in the middle of the Amazon. We've got a conservatory roof just on, uh, underneath my bedroom window. So any rain sounds really loud, but this really did sound as if it was the Armageddon was breaking out outside the window. Really heavy rain. And then... The storm started right overhead. It must have been almost directly above us. Crashes yeah. of thunder, lightning. lightning. Oh. The whole place was lit up completely with lightning. I also find it hilarious that I just drifted off to sleep in the middle of this I lightning. <laughs> I mean, the only regret I have is I didn't take any pictures. I lay in bed. I mean, literally the whole room was lighting up. I thought, you know, I bet there's some really spectacular pictures I could be getting. And I couldn't be bothered. So, sorry. I know that <laughs> feeling. You're so snug in your bed. Um, yeah, it's really funny. I just sleep like a log, but not like a baby. I've never understood that phrase. No, babies don't sleep. Babies I, I don't, wake no. up and cry. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get sleep like a baby. It's always got on my nerves. Um, <laughs> but like a log, I slept right through it. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's quite, uh, it's just a little bit, dark outside this morning and threatening to thunder again so we're just all bracing ourselves to see what is coming next um pdcco there's such beautiful pictures yeah sunday hike in the mountains that is so lovely wow i um, love it which mountains is that that's just beautiful beautiful i really um really can't um can't imagine just walking through that. And see how the water's so still. It's like, yeah. you know, there's something, um, you know, that apparently it is proven what we know already, that it's really calming and soothing to walk near water. Mm. We felt that when we when we did that hike in, in Wales and we did. Um, with the, the waterfalls, it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, Maggie's saying, in studio, we are moving on up at the Crusade Channel. I should say, my studio is a corner of my bedroom. But I'm pretty pleased with it. It's, it's a mess, but so is Maximilian Colby's desk, so that's okay. I um, think it's pretty good. Maybe one day people will be coming to pay homage to the <laughs> corner of the bedroom. Yeah, with my, <laughs> my hair accessories in one corner and a pair of earrings and a candle I never remembered to light, uh, pens, you name it, it's there. Um, oh, Jacqueline said, oh, just walked through a spider web. At least it was an old one. I missed the one with the spider. Ugh. 
Yes, I, I feel for you, Jacqueline. Yes, good morning. Everyone's turning up. Oh, that, that's um, Pioneer Mountains Deo. Wow. Ah, beautiful. That is beautiful. Idaho. 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 So thank you for correcting my French. Mm-hmm. I don't quite know how to say I've these things. I've never been there. I've only heard it. Idaho. Idaho, it yes. very beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Yes. Well, in fact, thinking about mountains, um, we have both been to a mountainous place. And you, you quite recently. About yes. It. Yes. Uh, um, at the end of the summer. So end of August, I was visiting my next door neighbours from uh, the little village where I live just outside Cambridge and they have moved house to near to Zurich in Switzerland and I've travelled to a lot of places but it was the first time I'd ever been to Switzerland. Mm. What did you make of it? I loved it. It is so beautiful. Um, We went right up to the peak of a mountain. We actually cheated and Mm -hmm. took the cable car. I've... um, sent you a photo we can maybe put in the chat later anyone think that doesn't count that does does not count (laughs) surely i know i know know. Um, we did have an eight month old baby and a little toddler so i don't think they would have made it the traditional way this is true (laughs) this is probably true let's face it i'm going to put a picture of the the cable car Um, this is in the alps this peak was called stanzahorn so that was absolutely stunning that does look so beautiful here we are it's Um, going in now all right this is the positive of switzerland the negative you cannot afford to starve in switzerland it is the most expensive place i have ever been yeah it's um, <laughs> uh, it's expensive, and I must say, I did. I mean, it is so beautiful, but I can't get the picture to load. Sorry, maybe I'll try again later. Yeah. Um, Jacqueline saying we had a beautiful lightning show last night. I wish I could upload the video. No rain, but it was absolutely gorgeous. Florida is the lightning capital of the world. I didn't know you get a lot of a lot of lightning in um, in Florida. That's amazing. You know, when I'm fully awake, I actually don't really like lightning. No. <laughs> you know, um, when I'm awake enough to think about where is it going to hit next. That's. Um, are you are you actually are you a phobic or? Um, I used to be a bit phobic. Yes. Yeah. Um, right, this has improved with age. Okay. But you know, you could just be really unlucky. You could. Um, <laughs> you could be very unlucky. This is true. Um, I mean. I don't like being outside in in, um, in, a, in a thunderstorm. I, I find that quite unnerving. But yeah, um, I suppose in a house uh-huh. is better, isn't it? Ah, yes. yes, yes, that's the cable car. That's Stanzahorn in the Alps. Mm. I mean, if I'm indoors, it's all cosy. I don't mind the rain and the wind, the lightning and thunder. I absolutely don't mind. I hate being out in a thunderstorm. Though I once got caught. Um, I was fell walking in the Lake District in a thunderstorm, and I was. Mm petrified of this really exposed ridge uh with thunder and lightning that is uh, yeah scary. that was terrifying <laughs> and i have no desire ever to do that ever again yes yeah, scotty bobby saying beautiful view yeah um, it's not every day that we go there but you've also been to switzerland fiella before i ever did i have um to be quite honest, I hated it. It is true. It is absolutely beautiful. And I, I was in Lugano in the Italian-speaking canton, which, which suited me well because my, let's just say my Italian's rather better than my German, right. uh, particularly Swiss-German, which is just not the same as German. Oh my Sorry. Gosh, my yeah. German-Swiss or otherwise is almost non-existent. My only phrase was, um, I'm so sorry, could you please speak English? Yeah. Which was at least <laughs> polite. It was polite, yes. <laughs> Um, good manners is not something I came across a great deal. I was doing an au pair job. Mm. I lasted two weeks before fleeing for my life. Oh um, to be fair, it was. Do you remember the Louise Woodward case? Yes, that, I do. 
I was an au pair at that time yeah. as well. That's when you and I had just left school. Yes. Yeah, um, it, uh, it was, I think we probably all remember the Louise Woodward case. She was a British au pair in the States who was accused of the murder of a, a small child. And everyone was very, very neurotic at the time, particularly au pairs. And understandably. Understandably. And, and family, yeah. families were pretty neurotic as well, frankly. Um, and yes, for very good reasons. But I was just petrified because I just thought if I, I was looking after a completely out of control five-year-old. Right. Um, and the mother would do really helpful things. Things, like leave a toolbox in his room and okay. I'd come in and find him trying to hit oh me with gosh. a hammer um it's yeah pretty terrifying yeah I also have a funny or pair story it's not quite that terrifying though um I, I just had this vision of him dropping the dropping the hammer on his oh, own head goodness. and me trying to explain in court why it wasn't my fault and nobody believing me so this um, coloured your view of Switzerland Fiala a lot. It's a shame because if you went back now not as an au pair, yeah. I wonder if the experience would be different. Well, see, I loved northern Italy, which is just across the border. Yes. Um, you know, that the Italian lakes are very close to Switzerland, if like a maggiore. And so in fact, I think some parts of them are even in Switzerland. And I absolutely loved it. I'm currently writing a novel set in northern Italy because I just love those mountains and lakes at the most beautiful place in the world. So I probably would love Switzerland now. Yes, I think so. I mean, to actually be there in the Alps, it was just stunning. And I was thinking, I think you would be really... Um, your spirit would be constantly lifted. And how could you not believe in God also? Because yeah. you're just surrounded by this awe and beauty. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Maggie's saying uh, that's an incredible picture, Jacqueline. Um, and um, yes, I mean, it, it looks it looks like the, frankly, it looks like a fire oh, almost. Oh, that's it's, the lightning. It looks yeah. like a fire. It's, it's terrifying. Gosh. Beautiful and terrifying. Yes, um, well done for taking yes. it. <laughs> cowering under the table <laughs> um maggie's saying okay um so looking at that image the view is stunning however the people out in the open on top of that thing <laughs> nope absolutely not if i didn't even notice yes uh you can see that there are people actually um I that there's an open air top and yes i did go and stand on the open air top and yes it was kind of terrifying but you know, <laughs> If the cable snaps, it's not going to help whether you're on top or underneath. This is um, <laughs> probably true. You do just feel a bit like you're in a sort of a, a, an egg basket or something just yeah. waiting to fall. Um, that's that's my... I, I didn't even notice until I took a closer look. Yes, I, I'm kind of with you with that one, Maggie. On the one hand, <laughs> it might be exhilarating. On the other... Yeah, I don't know, just a bit too close to the great big blue sky, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and very, very far from the ground. And very far from the ground. Um, yes, and since I suffer from vertigo, actually, being open air is probably not a bad thing because I could throw up over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> that was a walker who's doing yeah. it the traditional yeah, way. Yes, so there's a poor shepherd underneath, yes. Um, it is true. <laughs> Sorry to lower the tone. Um, yes, and Maggie's saying that that's true. If the cable goes, everyone still dies, but... On the top, you will get flung. Oh, my gosh. That is true, Maggie. I think I wasn't reflecting on that. I was more enjoying the view. Um, yes, you, Scotty, Scotty, you still get to the bottom at the same time. Well, <laughs> yes. that's just a charming conversation for a Monday morning, isn't it? Um, I think, though, Maggie, without wishing to be morbid, if I was going to go down, being flung out... For, for one precious moment, you'd get that sense of freedom of being catapulted out into the into the open space rather than spending it battering on the on the sides of the cable car. I don't, I don't know what would be worse. Well, in fact, it's good to find the positive. Yes. 
metaphysically, <laughs> metaphysically, you'd be a, metaphysically you'd be a more complete person because physically you'd be a slightly less complete person by the time the process was over. But there you go. It's 22 minutes past the hour. You are listening to the early show with Fiorella de Maria and Sarah Taylor in my little mini studio, actually live, the two of us today. Yes. Yeah. Um, and if you have just joined us, you can get the whole of the early show as a podcast. Same day from crusademax.com. We have been talking about, well, mountains and Switzerland, and Sarah loved it. I couldn't stand it, but I'm prepared to accept that I could, you know, maybe get the idea. Mm. Yeah, get, get, just appreciate the beautiful landscape. Um, once, um, once I'd got over my awful au pair experience. Actually, to be honest, having a really bad au pair experience meant that when I had au pairs, I was really determined it would not be like that for them. Well, yes, it was probably a very useful mm. insight. Mm. Um, I was an au pair in Belgium, and the mother had read uh, this really interesting book called Democracy in the Family, which <laughs> she presented me with and said, this is the system we follow in this family. You can read the book. Um, the book is all about how children have to learn democracy. So when they tantrum and say, no, 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 they don't want to do something, this is an opportunity to learn about debate and dialogue and compromise. And we all must sit down in a meeting and say, now you tell me your opinion about why you don't want to put your shoes on. Now <laughs> it's my turn. I'll give my opinion about the usefulness of shoes. And then we'll all come to an agreement and take a vote. Um, you can imagine how this worked in practice. Yeah, I can just see a big well, probably as well behaved as our parliament really it was yeah. bedlam yeah <laughs> needless to say i didn't follow this wonderful system <laughs> no I, I would i would have given up after the first five minutes i, I just I, I find that really hilarious <laughs> but you know what after a few months of me not following it the mother and she was a lovely lady and i think this takes a big heart and a lot of courage she said to me well i can see sarah that you're using a different approach but i have to say that your approach seems to work <laughs> Oh, good for her. I thought that takes a lot to say yeah. that to an 18-year-old who's in your home. Mm, I think so, that's, that's brave. That's brave. Her. Yeah, that's. I, I, I think that's a... Mind you, I once had to congratulate an au pair because uh, when my youngest child was about three, she started choking. Oh, gosh. Uh, she's terrified. Every worst nightmare. Yes. And I started trying to do the baby um, resuscitation we'd been taught and... My au pair, she was a Spanish au pair, actually, Anna, said, I I'm really sorry, Fiorella, but you're doing it wrong. Um, will you allow me, please? And she just took her and she cleared her airways really quickly. And, of course, what I realised is that the method I'd been taught was for babies. Oh. And, of course, babies are completely different because, you know, you can turn them upside down and things like that yes. because they're very, they don't panic yeah. in the same way. And she'd learned, she'd done a first aid course before she came, which yes. I thought was you know, very, very good of her. Yes. Um, and so she sorted it out. And I was extremely uh, grateful. And, and I've always felt very grateful, actually, that she knew what she was doing. Um, Jacqueline saying, Steve, so yesterday at mass father explained obedience is something we need to learn without explanation we have to justify to our children every if we have to justify to our children every direction they won't learn obedience to god it's, yeah. i think that's an, that's a point actually because the fact is there are you know family life is not a democracy um uh, in the end let's face it i'm in charge i'm, I'm a okay. matriarch i'm in charge um and it is quite important that children trust you enough mm. I mean, I don't mean it should be dictatorship and you're constantly barking commands at your children. I, I didn't thrive in that environment and I don't think my children would either. But I think 
your children need to be able to trust you enough and need to trust the adults in their life enough that if you say, put your coat on, please, it's because you need them to put their coat on and there is a good reason why they need to do this. Um, yes, Jacqueline, yeah, you are absolutely right. And also um, the thing is that it's also not age appropriate. A tantruming three-year-old mm. doesn't have either the self-control or the vocabulary to begin yeah. entering into a reasoned debate. And it's not really fair to mm. expect them it just escalates the situation mm. it didn't work you're mm. quite right yeah. and in fact in some situations it never does because um one thing i found with autism is that they need very clear boundaries yeah. right from day one and of course because i had grown up in a rather disciplinary environment and I, I was very keen for you know not to be barking orders at my children i'd always try to explain to my son well this is why i need you to do this and i need you to do that and it never worked no. and eventually my husband said look all he is hearing is blah, 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 blah. You know, he's, he's not processing yes. what you are saying to him. So he is panicking. In fact, you, you're making yeah. him more stressed yeah. by trying to explain yourself. Just say, put your coat on, put your shoes on. Yes. And he'll be fine. Yes. And I did discover that is, in fact, what happened. Um, yes, Jacqueline saying children's not, uh, not to have, have the right to decide whether or not an order should be followed or convinced. Mm. Absolutely. Now, of course, what I do like is, you know, as your children get older, they can... You know, they should feel free to express an opinion. Yes, um, that's age appropriate. As yeah. you say, this is something that develops with time. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> well, I used to give my children porridge for breakfast every day. I think you oh, call yes. it. I love yeah, this story. Yeah, too, this was this was always <laughs> classic. You know, um, I, I think you call it grits. Yeah, or oatmeal, oatmeal. oatmeal I think you know, yeah. and you know, I put out all different jams and preserves and things, spreads for them to put on it. So you know, it wasn't the same thing every day. Well, I thought Quite. it wasn't. <laughs> I thought it wasn't anyway. And then eventually we had mutiny, um, and the children, led by Nicholas, of course, um, said that. Why does it have to be every day? You know, what's wrong with cereal and toast and bacon and things like this? And, um, and you know, we had a chat and came to the conclusion that this was fine. You know, I, I felt I diffused the um, the uprising yes. before it could, could get out of control. Um, it's an appropriate democratic moment. Yes. You know. <laughs> yeah. um, and Denise saying yeah, that absolutely that's what makes parenting Jacob so difficult. He's oppositional defiant as well as autistic. Yeah, it is really tough. It is, you know, when you have a child who just constantly sort of goes against everything, just almost as an instinct. Yeah, it is exhausting, but it is something that has to be confronted because yeah. um, I can think one of my children I can think of is a tiny bit like that, mentioning no names at all. Um, so the yeah. method I used as an 18-year-old, not the one in the book, and which I think I would still use today, is something along the lines of, I'm sorry that you hate the bath. We all do things we hate every day. That's how life is. In you get. Here's the little boat. <laughs> um, uh, I'm so sorry. It's happening anyway. Here's a nice distraction. I think that's what I would do still today. <laughs> I'm, suddenly, I'm suddenly remembering. This is completely inappropriate, so I apologise now. But there used to be um, a sitcom over here called The Thin Blue Line about a police station. It didn't last very long. In fact, it, it wasn't it wasn't particularly funny but there were some moments that were absolutely glorious and there's one occasion where um, it's Christmas Eve it's late Christmas Eve and they're on duty and um, a woman comes in 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 labor and he'll yes. point and say oh look it's Christmas Eve and, and um <laughs> and they they think oh gosh we're gonna have to de deliver this baby the baby's gonna come the baby's going to come before the ambulance arrives. Yes. Of course, you know, their emergency services, they have been trained to do this. And um, one of them saying, all right, we better get her on the bed. We better get her on the table. 
And the other one is very feminist, very modern, says, excuse me, she is a woman and she will decide where she gives birth. Where would you like to give birth? And she said, oh, oh my gosh. I'd, like, I'd like to give birth by candle vice. And they were like, <laughs> okay, we can probably manage a few candles, can't we? So, in a bath of milk. And they were like, just get her on the table, love. <laughs> it all goes out of the window as soon as she gets completely unreasonable. Um, oh, Maggie's saying, sorry, Fiorella, I would have participated in that mutiny. Yes, I had a feeling you were going to say that, yes. Um, I think a few of you probably sympathise. Um, Scotty Bobby saying, I really enjoyed the thin blue line. Is it the same thin blue line? Is it the, the comedy with Rowan Atkinson? Um, I can't remember what the, the police station's supposed to be. I need to um, watch it. Yeah, I've missed out on so um, much. I mean, I say it wasn't very successful. I think it lasted two series. Um, it just, it didn't quite. It was one of these sitcoms where it couldn't quite decide what it wanted to be, whether it wanted to make satirical comment on the police force and law enforcement generally, or whether it just wanted to be a silly comedy and it sort of veered between the two a lot. So mm. some of the episodes were killingly funny. Yeah. Others just really didn't quite work. And I think in the end there was just too much of a conflict between the two ideas. Yeah. Um, it's, um, Jacqueline saying, seriously though, if we teach our children, they can have an opinion about things and maybe disagree and then convince their parents. Otherwise, aren't we just setting them up to do the same thing with God when it comes to the important things in life? Sorry, tried to talk text with pigs screaming in the background. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you are a wonderful multitasker, Jacqueline. I don't know how you do it. Um, <laughs> yes, I think there's, um, uh, th there's, presumably there's a place for both, really. I think I it's... was just thinking that as Catholics, we have faith and reason. But of course, that is a developmental thing, isn't it? We're not born with that level mm. of reason. We have to gradually mm. acquire it. And in the meantime, we have adults to keep us safe. Mm. Also, I think in any relationship, there are times where there has to be enough of a bond of trust. If somebody orders you to do something that you trust that there is a reason. You don't want that to be the basis of a relationship. But I mean, the example I always use is that um, before I was even married, we, I was living in student digs. It was pretty rough. Um, I don't know. I don't think you ever saw the unbelievable hellhole I lived mm -hmm. in during my master's degree. And my boyfriend had come round and a few other friends. And we were all sitting on the rug, you know, leaning against the sofa because it really wasn't safe to sit on. Oh gosh, yeah. And suddenly... That tells you how yeah, it was. <laughs> suddenly, my, uh, my boyfriend just went get up, get up and go into the kitchen. And I knew there had to be a reason he was asking me to do this. And, I, and what had happened was a massive spider had crawled out uh, and he just didn't have time to say, oh, look, there's a huge spider near your hand. So why don't you get up and let me deal with it? He just had to get me out of the room. Yes. And I knew for, I knew he would not ask me to do something like that unless there was a good reason. And there was. Anyway, we have to go to an ad break. Um, but on this uh, glorious topic of spiders and obedience and thunderstorms and everything else, please do stay tuned. You are listening to The Early Show with your hostess, Fiorella de Maria, and my wonderful guest, Sarah Taylor, in my studio, in the corner of my room. Um, our call-in telephone number is 844-527-8723. That's 844-527-8723. You know, a call would be wonderful. And the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Do drop in a few comments and maybe a few pictures of food. I think it's probably about time we moved on to the subject of food. Mustn't forget it. Mustn't forget food. Please do that. Um, and But do yes, do talk to us. Do join that conversation. 
The early show will continue in a few moments here on the Crusade Channel, live talk radio the way it should be. and insomniacs and those of you just joining the show's rebroadcast at midday if you are joining us now and you've missed the first segment well you are listening to the early show with your hostess from across the pond Fiorella de Maria our call in telephone number is 844-527-8723 that's 844-527-8723 and the chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat do talk to me, do join the conversation, do add your photographs, particularly your beautiful photographs of holidays and things and mountains. I hope you're enjoying a full, hearty English breakfast, bacon, eggs, sausages, fried bread, baked beans, mm. fried tomato, mushrooms and black pudding, and preferably not porridge. Uh, my children <laughs> will not wish to join you. Um, if you've missed the show so far, never fear, you can get the whole of the early show as a podcast, same day from crusademax.com. I have as a special treat, a special bonus today, my lovely friend Sarah Taylor in studio with me. Good morning again. Thank you for having me. Uh, yes, we're enjoying my holiday photos yes. from Switzerland. Someone's been to <laughs> someone's been to Switzerland. Yes, yes she's very sweet. Yes, she stayed over um, the weekend and helped my daughter with her French homework and stuff yeah. like that. So I think we you've got fun. yeah, you've earned you've earned some brag rights. <laughs> you know, I was going to put a picture of the strawberry cheesecake. Oh I yes, made a, but um, my children begged me not to put it on so social media to stop putting pictures of cheesecakes on social media i mean i think they're pretty inoffensive really they're but quite democratic your children really they veto porridge they uh, veto cheese food on social media yeah <laughs> so they're happy to eat it you understand yes um, yes but we were well in fact uh, we were talking about a number of things uh, before uh, before we uh, came to the, the subject of what well, we talked about thunderstorms um and before we got to the subject of holidays about things like um Dem democracy in families ha ha but scotty bobby was saying how much he enjoyed the the film the sorry the sitcom the thin blue line always enjoyed bbc programming oh well maybe i need to revisit it and have another look i was quite young when it came out maybe i didn't get all the adult humor or something um denise um so seems like that's what we do now arguing with god and doing what they want anyway that god's okay with that yes i think there is i think I think we do tend to argue with God. I suppose it's always happened to mm. some extent. I think of um, Abraham, for example. Um, yeah. But well, he um, argued and then he obeyed. This is it, though, isn't it? This is the difference. So he used his faith and his reason. Mm. I suppose the thing is, it's possibly making making children aware without expecting blind obedience, which I, I would never impose in that in that mm. sense. Um, that. If you don't listen, there may be consequences. Just as if you don't listen to God, there may be yeah. there may be consequences. I mean, I remember a parent really tearing her hair out because her daughter had gone a bit off the rails, and had actually said to her, "I just want to ask you what you think about this. I'll do what I want anyway." 
And her mother's saying, well, I'm not really sure why you're bothering to ask my opinion in that case. So I just want to know. And her mother was saying, please don't don't go off with that man. Please. He's no good for you. You're going to get hurt. I'll do. I'm a grown woman. I'll do what I want. And of course, it all ended very, very badly. And she suffered. Mm. And I suppose the point then. And then she said, I wish you told me. And well, the mother was like, I did tell her, yes, I told you, I told you so much, you know, and, you oh, know, um, but I think the fact was in that case, what that young woman had to learn was, yes, as a grown woman, she was not obliged to listen to her, her parents, but there were consequences of ignoring, yeah. you know, a, a word of warning, um, you know, hang yes. on a second, I think it's the, um, I'm just, sorry, I'm just, oh, lots of things coming to the chat room, um, Foghorn, good morning, Crusaders. Busy weekend. The beginning of marching band season is here. Uh-huh. Marching band? What? No, tell us more. What is marching band season? I need to know. Um, there. By the way, those pictures I've just... Can you explain what those pictures are, Sarah? Yes, I shared them with Fiorella. Um, so another thing I discovered in Switzerland was this cathedral, St. Gallen Cathedral. It is actually a UNESCO World Heritage Site um, and a Catholic cathedral and I had never heard of it so maybe everybody else has heard of it but I was shocked by my own ignorance how can there be a catholic cathedral which is a UNESCO world heritage site and which I've never heard of um but it's absolutely stunning I mean the scale is magnificent and it's baroque 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 but somehow it's beautiful rather than too much I think it's because it's at such a scale. Mm. Lots of Maltese churches are Baroque, mm. and some of them do just look a little bit decadent. They are so over the top, as others are yes. absolutely beautiful. But yes, I think but... when you have that much Baroque in a smaller place, <laughs> it very quickly becomes over the top. Mm. But this is just cavernous. Yeah. So that does look absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, Jacqueline is saying, I, I went to confession one time and told the priest I'm very good at justifying my actions. The priest then proceeded to tell me that I had a lot on my plate and not to be so hard on myself. I retorted, now you're justifying my sin. Yeah, it's mm. it's it's difficult because, you know, you obviously had an instinctive sense um, of, you know, of, of what you need, needed to confess. Um, Maggie... Yeah. Maggie's saying, uh, man, I remember those days, went through it a few times, me in high school and college and my son in high school. So this is a big thing then, marching okay? Band marching season. band season. We don't have this season, as far as I'm aware. Uh, unless you're in Northern Ireland, and let's not even talk about that. No, um, I'm sure it's not <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie's saying, our priest did a homily yesterday on justifying your sins. So that's interesting. Hmm. Um, Justin, aha. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, this is a cute Pancakes! <laughs> I'm making pancakes, right? Yay! Um, yes, Denise, you're distracted. I can just see how you would be, be a tiny bit distracted. I'm slightly um, nervous. I'm excited and nervous because my little niece, uh, Rafaela, is coming to stay on Wednesday until Saturday. Um, there will be someone looking after her while I'm on, on air, but I, I think she may also be a bit of a distraction. Um, yes. Just, just um, run off to watch his TV for a bit. Yay! Food and kids. Justin, brave man. The two yes. just, yes. Well done. You've, you've got us started on both at once, mm. Justin. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the thing is, if you teach your children to cook when they're very young, they then grow up to be really good cooks. My yes. children can cook and they cook well. That is true. Um, they do. I do remember yeah. kitchen nightmares, though, when they were little <laughs> trying to bake and things. Um, yes. Oh, Falkhorn, um, I was in it back in the day. It's changed so much from when I marched. Both of my kids have been in it and I'm thankful it's been positive for them. 
both of them. I help on the pit crew, loading and moving equipment. Mm. All right, Justin, he decided to make his own breakfast. Well, what a good thing. What and what's a healthy breakfast, not just a bowl of cereal. Yeah. But Denny, as, as Denny used to saying, I'd hate to have to clean up after that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's um, the next step. <laughs> yep. um, Jacqueline said, Father made it very clear that we obey no matter what, unless we're asked to do something that is sinful and we should not question it. Disobedience is a sin. I think that's the important caveat, isn't it? Because um, when I was growing up, the culture was very, the sort of culture I was growing up was, you just obey, just do as you're told. I was told, you know, there is no such, there's no such word as no, do as you're told. But of course, sometimes we were asked to do things that were wrong. Um, yeah. I'll just, I'll just stop there, but we're asked to do things that were wrong. What were you supposed to do if there was no such word as no? And if at what other Catholics have told me is that what they were taught as children is, you do as you're told unless you're asked to jump off a cliff or do something that you know is wrong. And then you must not do it. It's the same so you as you have to use your reason, yeah. as well as yeah. You know, once you're at the, the age of reason, of yeah, yes. you should know. In the same way that a soldier has to obey orders, mm. but cannot obey an illegal order. I think you're right. What you're getting at there, Fiorella, is that obedience is not to be always used to overcome your instinct. As yeah. in, sometimes we have the instinct for sin, but sometimes we have a correct instinct. So we mm -hmm. shouldn't just squash our instinct. Rather, we have to learn to discern. Yeah. Is um, it sin or what's going on? And it's it's almost the difference between, dare I say it, the horse and the donkey. Yes. A horse can be trained to do virtually anything. Yes. You know, it will, it will, if you insist, it will take you over the edge of a cliff. A donkey will not. No. That's why donkeys have a reputation for being stubborn. If that bridge is not safe, the donkey will not step on it. Whatever is done to try to make them do that, they won't do it. So it's it's the yes, it's doing as you're told as a child and yet trust the trusting of instinct. And that's a very difficult one. It is because but I mean that is actual that's, I, I guess, how we prepare to be fully adult, mm. isn't it? As adults, we do obey the church, but because we have chosen yeah. that this is our faith, because we have a relationship with the Lord, we have mm. an understanding. Yeah. Um, I find non-Catholics sometimes say that to me, oh, the church is teaching them, it's really hard, you know. What if you just don't want to? I was like, look, I'm not going to be struck down by a thunderbolt. No. You know, it's a question of, you know, you, you you make a decision, don't you? You know what you're letting yourself in for. But it's about mm. your relationship. I mm. think, yeah, we have to not overlook that. <laughs> um, oh, Maggie's saying, it's very positive for my son. This is the marching band as well. The whole oh. system of marching band has changed. I was the band booster president all four years with my son. I know all too well the pit crew, as I did that for the four years, because it's hard to find parents who will volunteer for each game. So in this ah. country, where we have marching bands is like things to do with the army yeah parades but mm. i'm guessing this is different maybe it's for sports events yes sounds like uh -huh. it's a sports thing okay. okay i saw it in stranger things oh. in the last series it starts off the the woman that the, the girl in the band gets eaten um, Fiorella's <laughs> son is a number one fan of Stranger Things, yes. so I've been hearing all about it. Do, it's do, also do, got do, him do, into do, all do, the do, 80s do, music. Do, yes. Yep. Should I stay or should <laughs> I go? You name it, yes. Um, and, he, and he's always outraged if I don't know the songs. I was very, very little in the 80s. Where I was, were you, mummy? <laughs> I was in nursery school for part of it. Um, Jacqueline is saying, I've um, worked directly under a priest for 14 years now. I'm not afraid to ask questions and make suggestions. I always obey no matter 
what a good priest, like a good father or a good husband, should listen to the advice, but ultimately should make the decision. Uh, but when you're told to do something, it's not proper. It's not the proper proper time to argue. Um, and Denise is saying, I've been looking for Benedict Center site for conference inf info. I would so much love to attend, but hubby won't go, and yet. Jacob would have to be with me pricing uh, it. All right. Yes, it's tricky, isn't it? Yeah. With a little one like that, really two adults makes all the difference. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm. Um, I, I had to leave a conference once when it was just me. It's just, yeah, it's just yeah, too much. Tricky. Um, oh, Justin saying, I remember marching band season well to the rehearsals and my band director shouting one more time for the 20th time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Performing it at <laughs> halftime of American football games was were a blast. Do you know, my daughter complains in her skating lessons. Her coach is always saying, well, we'll do that jump one more time. It's like, I've already fallen like 20 times. No, no, one more time. Crash. Oh, should we do it one more time? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Dr. Torres saying, I think one of the most beautiful churches in the world is the National Shrine Basilica of Our Lady of Las... How do you say that? Lajas. Thank you. In Colombia. It's definitely a destination. Look at that construction. Who builds like that anymore? We've replaced beauty with the mundane and banal. Wow, we have to look this up. Oh, I bet Dr. Torres has put a photo for us. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, it is I'm indeed. just looking at... So, Maggie, is this... What is this, this picture? Um... Wow. Oh wow! Look this at is so. Ah, uh, it's a it's a big band. It's a big band. It's huge. Okay, wow. right. It's it's much bigger than I was expecting. That okay, a very serious large band. Yes, yeah. um, and they're all in uniform. Yeah. Wow, and that's, that's a beautiful church as well. That's really it nice. looks like it's built on a viaduct across a ravine. Yeah, that's it's amazing. spectacular. Yeah. Oh, Jacqueline, actually, this is an important point, Jacqueline. Yeah, thank you for bringing this up. Bullying is a sin. The Bible clearly says we shouldn't nag our children. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, is the point, is it, when a parent simply bullies children into doing what they want it becomes it comes not narcissistic it, it it stops being about the child and it becomes about the parent i suppose that's the distinction isn't it yeah important um, distinction yeah we went to nationals the last two years in indianapolis this is the preliminary run wow Oh my goodness! Gosh, it's big. Okay. Yeah, this is yeah. huge. We don't have that over this side of the pond. Right. Okay. <laughs> Maggie's saying marching band here in the states playing musical instruments while marching on the field making cool designs. Wow. Yes, yeah, so that's more of a military thing. It's what the cadets would do. Yeah, we do it? that with the army, but we don't do it at sports games. But it would be amazing. Um, Why don't we? We should. Yeah. So, um, and do cheerleaders form part of this? Or is it a separate thing? Uh, Dr. Torres, I was in marching band in high school. It's all about the football games, spirit days and nights at school, citywide battle of the bands. Brilliant. Um, Sounds great. Yeah. Jacqueline also um, saying, Father was also talking about how the canon law in the 1980s was changed when it comes to marriage. It used to state that the primary purpose was to raise and educate children. The second purpose was for the good of the spouses. It got reversed. And he was pointing out it's like, enjoying eating versus needing to eat the primary purpose is nutrition the second secondary purpose is enjoyment even if enjoyment doesn't exist you still have to eat sorry i know it's really hard to understand my text talking no i get you i get you um we're enjoying his wisdom via jacqueline you've remembered it all well um, yes that's great repeated it um, all to us, um, Dr. Torres, keep in mind, ladies, that marching band was also a class period during the school day. Hey, hey! some after school practice on the field before a high school football game. So this is an interesting difference between the United States and the United Kingdom. Uh, 
I believe, which yeah. is that in the USA, they schedule activities in the timetable of the school day, which we would think of as extracurricular. Yeah. So we would do those things as like a club or something after well, Except school. for sport. We do, do uh, sport yeah, as part of the school sport, day. And, sure. and music yeah. and drama and things like that. But other stuff, I think, yeah, is more... Yeah, but a lot yeah. of other things, you know, like orchestra, for example. Yeah. They schedule it during their day, whereas for us it would be always a, mm-hmm. we would call it an extracurricular, so it's after school hours, basically. Mm-hmm. But I find what we tend to have now in schools for that reason is you almost have two pickup times. Yeah. There's the end of school, so about quarter past three, if you just want to go home. But if you want to do all the extracurricular stuff, it's more like four, four half past four, yeah. or even five. Um, so you almost decide how long you want your day to be. Which um, is nice, I think. But then it's interesting that the other way of doing mm. it as well. Well, gosh, Justin, there we are. 1994, and they're in the middle behind the dance team. Oh, oh Maggie's saying we had to practice before <laughs> school. I had to wake up at 4am to get to band practice before school, so I was sweaty and nasty the whole day. Um, Yeah, my son, however, had his last hour considered PE or physical education when they had marching practice. Yes, well, this is the the thing. I mean, I I really sympathise with the 4am starts because, of course, the ice skaters have exactly the situation. They're up at four, quarter past four every morning, do two hours of training, and then are pretty hot and quite tired already before the school day even starts that's where homeschooling becomes quite helpful comes into it yeah it really does come into its own you're not having to because there was never time for them to properly shower before they got changed so you no. they've always felt a bit they'd have all these sort of dry cleaning device these um uh, you know sort of dry 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 shower gel and dry shampoo and stuff like yeah, that um, yeah, yeah it's not a nice um, start no. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, uniform was always crumpled because mm. it has got stuffed in a bag somewhere. Um, Dr. Torres is saying uh, Oklahoma had good music programs back then. Well, there we are. We are learning. We are. We are. So, did you know it is also today National Rice Krispies Treat Day? Mm. Did you ever make, you know, treat bars and things with your Rice Krispie cereal? Yes, I'm sure as a child I did that. The one we loved was um, actually shredded wheat was the one that we really loved for Easter. You Aha. mix shredded wheat with melted chocolate right? and it makes something that looks like a little bird's nest and then mm-hmm. you put a chocolate egg in the middle. Oh, that is very nice. But you can do it with Rice Krispies also. <laughs> I think you mixed Rice Krispies with um, with syrup. Mm. I mean, it was unbelievably sticky. When I look back on it, I feel slightly queasy and I've got a sweet tooth. Yes. It is the top of the hour. You are listening to The Early Show with Fiorella de Maria and Sarah Taylor. If you have missed the show so far, never fear. You can get the whole of The Early Show as a podcast, same day from crusademax.com. And we have been talking about, in no particular order, thunderstorms, Switzerland, mountains, cable cars, beautiful cathedrals, democracies in families and why it's really not a great idea and marching bands i've learned we've both learned a lot about marching bands this morning and cheerleaders are separate to marching bands there i'm getting the picture and it is national rice krispies day do you eat rice krispies do you make them into treats do you prefer a different cereal i'm curious to know i had no idea how long rice krispies had been around i don't know if you had this in the in the states but do you remember the um advert snap crap snap crackle and pop yeah yes and people used to try to just uh, just (laughs) there we go it is also today the anniversary on this day of the formal end of the battle the rebellion of monmouth oh yeah my 
grandfather lived in Monmouth at a certain point. It's always been in the borderland between England and Wales. Indeed. And it has switched back and forth a lot of times. Lots of simmering resentments. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, got more, more stuff coming up about, about uh, Ashley saying, I did colour guard for four years, leader my senior year. Whoa. And so I did the flags you see in the pictures. Right. Um, Justin is saying the St. Augustine marching band is huge. They made my school look tiny. Yes, um, it yes. huge. <laughs> Actually, well, well, before I get on to the battle of the, to the, the Monmouth Rebellion, um, in Malta they do have marching bands. Ah, um, And they are attached to churches. Every parish has its own marching band and they come out for festas. How lovely. Yeah, they lead the, the, uh, the festa. And, of course, they are notoriously awful. Um <laughs> But, you know, they have uniforms and they play um, mostly boys, but girls now as well a little bit. Um, but because they are there to parody military power. Oh, I see. The whole thing about the Festa is it's supposed to be a big par uh, parody of worldly power because, of course, Malta has been colonised by almost everyone. So they march out of time. So, oh they make, they make, so they're making fun. They sort of march in sort of slightly junk, drunken fashion because they're making fun of military bands. That's a... Um yeah, a really particular Maltese yeah. thing then. And they and, and there's sort of rhythms and things are a bit jaunty and a little bit out of step. Uh, and yeah, and they um uh, and but the point is they are they are marching. They are not military bands. They are marching for Christ. Empires come, empires Christ go. go. The yeah. church is still there. Exactly, <laughs> Christ is forever. Um, so there is behind. It could just be that they're really, really bad musicians, and so they're just making it. They've, they've, they've built this backstory, but I believe that is the reason. Wow, um, that's so, quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I very much associate bands with the festa. You know. But I don't think that these American bands are marching out of time, given no, the no. amount of hours they yeah. seem to spend practicing. Um. No, uh, no, no, not at all. But it's it's a good, it's a it's a lovely, it's, yeah. it's a lovely tradition. Pretty much every country, I think, has a musical tradition of bringing people together yes. to play music to celebrate something. You know, in London, people love to go to Buckingham Palace for, I suppose, many reasons. It's a famous monument and the royal family and so on. But one of the lovely things is that every single day you see marching bands and you get treated to um, a brass band mm. concert, essentially. Yeah. Well, pretty much every park in Britain has a bandstand. Yes. Because, and they, they were all built by the Victorians because the brass band was really popular in the 19th and early 20th century, really right up to probably the mid-20th century. And those were, those probably were... Um, I yeah. don't know if they were attached to churches. The Salvation Army, of course, had a big tradition, but yeah. but they, yes, most towns did have a, um, a brass band, and then they they went a bit out of fashion. They do, you don't see them as much. You now. get them a little bit. There's one in Ely. Mm. Some people from my church playing that, but not yeah. not as much. I wonder if it went out when television came in. Yes, yeah, so it just became a sort of something people that was sort of, regarded as a bit twee or something. Mm. But it's a shame because it's sort of the sound of a you know Sunday afternoon. It's lovely, and also you're getting all that fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Lady Bellamine saying, I fondly remember my time in marching band. This seems to be a really big part of childhood. Is um, this just Catholics? Is it a self selecting uh, um, group here, or did everybody do it? Well, it looks as if it's a kind of high school thing. We did mm. field shows, football games, went to competitions. My favourite memory of high school. Wow. Scotty Bobby, I've lived in Ohio for 23 years. 
I'm not a Buckeye fan, but their marching band is wonderful. Okay, so it's a public school and private school thing, says Maggie. Thank you, Maggie. That's, that's really good. Not a, not, a Catholic, not a Catholic thing. Yeah, we're we're learning, you see. We are learning. <laughs> well, okay, well, here's, here's my little bit of education for the day. The, Mon- the Monmouth Rebellion, as Sarah has pointed out, Monmouth was one of these places which was, yeah, there, there were quite a few rebellions but this happened in 1685 it ended with the taunton assize trials where 500 prisoners were brought before the court following the the suppression of the rebellion 144 were hanged and the remains were displayed around the county the duke of monmouth was beheaded for his part in the rebellion, were they rebelling against the monarch? It would have been yes. It's uh, it's always um, but because but of course because he was a, a duke, he wasn't hanged on and quartered. He no. was beheaded. But it was after he was beheaded, just after in fact, they realised they did not have a portrait of him. And of course, he was a very famous person, and he needed a portrait. Oh. So they sewed his head back oh, on, no. and they put a big ruff, a big lace collar, oh, round his neck, sat him in a chair. And painted him. Bear oh, in mind, how yeah. Oh, that. Oh gosh. Yeah. And bear in mind, the painter. Yeah, the poor painter. But it gets worse. Oh no. Because <laughs> it takes about three weeks to paint a portrait. Oh no. <laughs> oh my goodness. How did you not think of this first? Yeah. Um, and um, the the as the beef eater at the Tower of London who told me the story put oh. it. You may discover he has a rather detached expression on his face. <laughs> um, the yeah. beef is a good value. They're beefy. If you do get the chance, if you ever come to England, if we have the, the great Crusade Channel pilgrimage to Britain... Mm-hmm. You have got to go to the Tower of London. The Beefeaters are the best tour guides ever. They love the Tower of London. They know everything about it. And they are incredibly entertaining. They, they are so knowledgeable and entertaining at the same time. I think it's a fun, cushy step down from the military, isn't it? It's a pretty cushy, because they, they get the accommodation in the Tower of London. They get their the families. costume. <laughs> Wonderful costumes. <laughs> I guess they've all had to change now. They're not ER anymore. They're CR, right. yeah. Yep. CR, um, yes. And yes, they get to um, spook tourists all day. Sounds really fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Justin is saying marched in Mardi Gras parades too. I preferred marching over concert hall. Mm. Yeah. Good morning, Schaefer. Good morning, everyone signing in. That's it. Could we, since KV is filling in the next session, could we get to 50, please? I'd really love it if you could get to 50 chatters. Could you all just take a moment to sign in? Sign in multiple times, if you like. I don't mind. Oh, no one's ever going cheating? to do Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't really count. I noticed you having a giggle. Um, actually, no, before, I, before we move on to this, I've got to... I've got to have a bit of a giggle myself about this. The yes. list of Britain's top universities has just mm. been published. This is published every year. Okay, Tell this is going to be controversial. This is going to be okay, Sarah. Do you want to have a little guess which university came first? Because normally Oxford and Cambridge vie for the top slot. Okay. Well, pretty much in the nation's consciousness, it's Oxford and Cambridge. But I'm guessing. It's neither of them, because otherwise this would not be an interesting story. Well, apart from the fact that Sarah went to Oxford (laughs) and I went to Cambridge. Well, they're both top. (laughs) Yes, but there's a little bit of, there's a certain friendly rivalry between the two universities. In fact, um, my, um, my husband's college drinking song... You know, because uh, uh, Oxford and Cambridge are both collegiate universities, so you go to a college 
um, a, co- a Cambridge College and Oxford College. So I went to Newhall College, Cambridge, and my husband went to Magdalen College, Cambridge. And you went to which college? St. Hilda's. St. Hilda's College, Oxford. Yeah. And um, the Magdalen College song was, I'd rather be at Oxford than at John's. Okay, <laughs> okay. a different version to the same tune. Okay, <laughs> right. Um I would rather be a leper than a tab. <laughs> oh dear, that is really bad. <laughs> a tab is a Cambridge person. Ca- can tab, you see the Latin. Never mind. So as you say, there's a friendly rivalry. So who friendly um, rivalry. So whether it's Oxford or Cambridge at the top of the league every year is a is a slightly controversial thing. Do you want to know who it was this year? Tell tell us, Fiala. Can't stand the tension. <laughs> it was St Andrews. Of course it. St Andrews, Scotland, Scotland beating us. <laughs> yeah, St Andrews got in as the top university, followed by Oxford, followed by Cambridge. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> the next three were all London, London School of Economics, Imperial, and UCL. Yes. Seventh was Durham. I d- I would have guessed UCL if there was someone vying. Yeah. It wasn't Oxford or Cambridge. Um, but yes, our dear Prince of Wales went to St Andrews, of course. He did and made it very popular. Apparently a lot of American students suddenly um, suddenly applied. Yeah. <laughs> um, at St Andrews is a beautiful university. I've gone there to speak on a number of occasions. It was one of my favourite places to go. Yes, and I love the scene in the film Chariots of Fire at the very beginning when they're all running down a beach that's filmed at St Andrews. Is I it? Think. Aha! Yeah. I didn't know that famous beach scene. Yes. Ruined ruined or enhanced by Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in fact, that, that scene in Chariots of Fire where they're running around the quad uh, at Trinity College, Cambridge, mm-hmm. that was actually filmed at Eton. Oh, OK. Yeah, hmm. it doesn't look like that at all. There we go. Anyway, sorry. Um, here, uh, da, 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 just a minute. Sorry, we're chatting away about the Oxford-Cambridge rivalry. Um Oh, Lady Bellamine, have a wonderful day at work. Thank you for listening in. Um, Maggie saying, Mardi Gras parades. Most high schools will sign up to march in these parades because they get paid. Oh, who pays? Wow, it's a great way for these groups to raise money for their uniforms and such. Gosh. How wonderful. Um, Do people pay to celebrate Mardi Gras? Oh, well, um, I guess does the local council pay or how does that work? Mm. Um, our local um, councils are all bankrupt, so they don't <laughs> for anything. Um, Schaefer is saying, I used to sign in multiple times to have a laugh with um, the King Dude as he denounced numbers on air ever since he found out he fixed chat to limit multiple logins from the same user. Oh, so uh, that's very team. honest of him, very <laughs> honest. Maggie saying, if you have more than one IP address, you can sign in a few times. Oh, Maggie tells us how to get around it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Schaefer said he got super excited about chat numbers on air once and had a big letdown when Maggie let him know it was like 10 to 15 of me in the chat. <laughs> what um, a shame. What well, would work if I kept Windows open and relaunched my VPN? Hmm. <laughs> Need different chat names too? Uh, <laughs> um, oh, oh, well, yes. I, I think that's that's quite sweet. And a little fiddling the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit sad as well, isn't it? I mean, yes, I, I'd, feel, I'd feel that down. But I wouldn't mind too much as long as it wasn't just me being duped um i have to say i'm, I'm noticing i think it was, it was rice krispies day and do you eat cereal or what cereal do you eat do you eat rice krispies are you a cereal person no i like most foods in life but i'm not actually a cereal person i love cereal oh scotty bobby oh oh must you go bye thank you <laughs> <laughs> have a great um, day scotty bobby. yeah lovely see you tomorrow um 
Justin saying, if Democrats can rig the numbers, so can we. Uh, you can't beat them, then join them. <laughs> um, Maggie saying the crew hosting the parade um, paid the paid bands. Okay, the Mandeville High oh. Band would typically get around $3,000 to $5,000 more if the parade route was longer. If it were over five miles, they got closer to $9,000. Wow, that's, that's a long parade. That's a, oh. good, that's a good thing. Gosh, how do you have enough puff? Um <laughs> yes, Schaefer is saying my daughter loves Rice Krispies now, but I need to sprinkle sugar on top. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, you can get frosted um, Rice Krispies, I think, can't you? Maybe I shouldn't be encouraging this. Mm. I love a nice big bowl of cereal over a dessert any day. Mm. Um, even though I went a bit to town with the dessert last night, I no, do love, you know. It's really funny because I love almost all food. <laughs> it's very rare for me to not like something, but I think it's about the texture. Mm. It's the soggy texture that I don't like. Right, you have to have them very, very little milk, maybe. Yes, or immediately as soon as the milk hits the bowl, <laughs> yeah. I have to eat it. <laughs> oh, that's, no, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, actually, if you like marching bands and things like that, you've got to look up. There's on YouTube somewhere, there's a clip from the Coronation Day rehearsal when they had everybody out on parade, you know, making sure they got it all right. And it was very, very hot day that day. And one of the trumpeters one of the guardsmen fainted oh, and he could be filmed as soon as he came round he started trying to carry on playing he's on the <laughs> ground playing oh gosh and, and trying to suck it to his feet and his you can see his, his um comrades are getting quite worried and oh, two, two um two men very official looking men came up with a stretcher it was like get on the stretcher <laughs> stop playing <laughs> you know he was stiff up a lip at its best he just kept trying to play um oh, yeah dear. there we go all right now dr torres has some um Suggest eat only grape nuts. It never gets soggy. That is true. Dr. Toys, I have to agree. My grandmother used to eat grape nuts. That's a happy memory, actually. Thank you yes, for reminding me. They just break me. your teeth. Um, They're pretty mm, tough, as I recall. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's, that's true. It's a good idea. They do not ever go soggy um, in a way that sort of pebbles don't go soggy. Mm. Um, <laughs> you don't sound overly infused. I'm, I'm, not a big, I'm not a big fan. You've probably gathered that one by now, yes. Um, aha, uh, Justin is saying the Choctaw Parade was 12 miles. 12 miles? Metairie Parade of five or six miles. Four, four, gosh. Yeah, gosh, 12 miles. That's why they have to rehearse so much. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. to do that whilst playing um, the trumpet. Can I ask, um, is Choctaw a place? I'm just wondering because there is a move in skating called a Choctaw. Mm. I'm wondering if it's named after the place. Maybe somebody did it first. Yeah, or whether, or whether both things are named after the same person or something like that. Um, oh, Maggie, I still love Rice Krispies treats. My adult child pleasure, especially homemade, not that store-bought um, stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Schaefer is a shredded wheat kind of guy. Yeah. Which goes frosted flakes, honey nut Cheerios, and go to cereals we don't have time to browse. Okay, so here we are. I've remembered two cereals I don't mind. Shredded wheat is also on the list. Yeah. Shredded Gosh. wheat. It doesn't go too soggy too quickly. Yeah. Yes, I mean, Maggie said having a high school kid carry a large marching tube of 12 miles torture because the physical fitness is incredible. Yeah. Um, I've well, not thought of that as a fitness activity, yeah. but now I'm, I can understand. Wow. That. Just yeah. wow. Yeah. Um, Justin, yes, I'm glad we're in agreement about the grape nuts. Foghorn, <laughs> is it you? Gosh. Very, very dapper. dapper. Yes, exactly. I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, oh, so how embarrassing. Choctaw is an Indian tribe. I see. Okay. Mm. Right, so I wonder why. Mind, there is also a mohawk. 
Oh. There's a move called a mohawk as How well. How interesting. You should, yeah, that's the next thing to find out. Yeah, no idea. Why are those moves called the way they are? Well, they get, it's quite random. Like the the um, the um jump they all hate, the Lutz jump, is named after someone called Alois uh, Lutz, who was an Austrian huh. uh, skater. And I think he was killed during the First World War because his dates are up to nice. 1917 oh, and he was quite young so sadly he was he seems to have been a very fine skater um he left behind a jump nobody likes um oh, yes uh, here we are gosh it's those are big instruments this is a lot to carry very gosh, very very scary yes very fit mm. okay we just about have a moment now um in fact i'll, t- I'll tell a quick quick story about rice krispies because um there is one of these phrases in legend in my family because when my in-laws were, were students, they used to go to pro-life conferences and marches and things. On one occasion, they came back and they brought a friend home with them who'd been on this march and had a very long journey. Yes. And so he was breaking his journey in London where they lived. And my grandma-in-law, as it were, said, would anyone like something to eat? <laughs> and expecting someone, someone might say, oh, a nice cup of tea would be nice. And this um, friend went, well, I normally have a bowl of Rice Krispies at this time of night, Mrs. Nash. Oh, my um, goodness. <laughs> and this is passed into legend when it's late at night and someone saying, would anyone like anything? Someone will say, well, I usually have a bowl of Rice Krispies at this time of night, Mrs. Nash. And did she have Rice Krispies to produce? I'm not sure. That's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, grape nut, huge marketing scam. They're neither grapes nor nuts. I was so disappointed the one time I was giving them to eat. Um, Schaefer is saying tuba can at least balance well. Bass drum, you're hanging it off your front, even with harness. It's always leaning you down forward. Mm. Yeah, gosh. Um, Schaefer, my school did marching parades in elementary, middle school, huge band town. Gosh, well, you're probably all, you must all have wonderful lungs, I'm yes. guessing. Um, lungs and muscles. Um, Schaefer saying my school did marching parades in Ellen. Okay, kids were allowed to come to our school for band alone from others in conference. Wow! Wow. So it was it was that big. Gosh, that's incredible. Um, And I take it nobody got nobody got eaten by a demigorgon. This is really good to know. Anyway, gosh. The time has gone so quickly, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining me in person. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Um, As always, it's been my absolute pleasure to bring you the early show all the way from a thundery England. Don't forget to write to me at fiorella at crusadechannel.com. And the chat room is open, sadly not at 50 guests, but not far off. I will now leave you with KV. You are listening to the Crusade Channel Live Talk Radio the way it should be.